Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Positive Pessimist Podcast. I am your host, Tim Gaither. I hope you guys are all doing well. If you are listening to this on SoundCloud, I apologize that I have not put a podcast up on SoundCloud in quite a while, whether it's whether it be wrestling or otherwise. Um, I haven't done a solo podcast in a long time, and I just haven't put one on SoundCloud at all. And uh, my little brother passed away about a year and a half ago. A lot of my desire to share my opinions with people they they I just kind of quit giving a shit and trying to convince people that maybe <laughs> the things they believe and maybe the things that um have gone on for a long time are completely counter to what you've maybe believed your whole life and I'm not saying that I know everything because certainly I do not and I've said this a zillion times in the last year that I hope that I am wrong about what I believe is happening in this country and what I think has happened in this country for a long time. But all that said, um, I'm going to reinvigorate myself and do what small part I can to... I don't know how to say this without sounding arrogant or... I don't, and I, and I, I hate pretentious people and that's the last thing I want to sound like. Like, oh, I need to open eyes, you know? Who the fuck am I? I'm, I'm a stand-up comedian, but I have a lot of opinions, and I look pretty deep into things, and I have a pretty good bullshit radar, and I need to stop worrying about what other people think. It is one of my biggest character flaws, and if you see me on stage or you see some of the things I put on social media, you're like, well, you probably think, well, you don't seem to have much trouble saying how you feel, and and there are times I certainly don't, but if I told you that I wasn't bothered by people's opinions, I'd be lying to you, whether it's from childhood or, or whatever, and if you guys can hear that cricket chirping in the background, I apologize, I'm in my garage, I don't want to wake up my boy, um, my wife is asleep on the couch, and even if I'm in my office, um, my little boy seems to... It, it seems to wake him up, so I can hear that cricket. I don't know if you guys can. I hope it doesn't drive me freaking insane. Um, but yeah, it's been a very hard day for me. Um, I mentioned a minute ago that my little brother passed away about a year and a half ago, and today one of my oldest friends, one of my most loyal friends, one of my best friends, one of my favorite people to talk to about wrestling, he died today. His name was Jeremy Malloy. He was an assistant coach at Derby High School. He left behind two beautiful children and a lot of friends and a lot of lives he touched. I loved him very much, and I would work in Wichita about once a year, and I have for almost, I don't know, the entirety of my career. This is my 24th year doing stand-up comedy, and I've been working the Looney Bins probably into my in my first year, so... Jeremy and I were on the same college wrestling team. Um, he loves to tell the story about how the first time we met, um, he was in the dorm room, and I walked in with my buddy Scott Baker, and he was sitting there with Mark Gage. And I looked at him for a second, and I go, you cost us a state championship. <laughs> because our senior year, he was a 103-pounder, and... Uh, if he would have won his match, which, sorry, Paul Myers, if you're listening to this, um, 
I think he did win that match. I think he, <laughs> uh, God bless you, dude. I think he got pretty lucky. Um, I think Jeremy won that match. Um, I think the time was out. Um, but Paul got the decision. There was a lateral drop there at the end. And uh, so long story short, Paul Meyer beat my friend Jeremy Malloy. The first time he'd ever beaten him, if memory serves, um, at least from all the times Jeremy told me that. <laughs> um, he beat him 8-7. to seven. He lateral dropped him in the waning seconds. And again, I don't think there's any time left on the clock, but the ref saw it otherwise, and Paul won state, and Jeremy did not, and it cost us a team title because Paul wrestled for Wichita West, and we, were, uh, we, we ended up losing the team title by a half of a point. And uh, I don't think I was as harsh as Jeremy remembers me being when we first met. Um, Because even from afar, without ever talking to Malloy, I respected him. And I remember the first, when he warmed up for those state finals, he was wearing this, he was wearing his grandpa's jacket. Everybody else had their warm-ups on, representing their school and everything, and there's, and I mean this in the nicest way possible, dirt head Jerry Malloy, Jeremy Malloy. I'll tell the Jerry story in a second. Um, Jeremy Malloy out there with his grandpa's jean jacket and fur collar out there jumping around. I was like, who is this guy? I didn't even realize at the time that we needed him to win 103 uh, for us to win the team title. And uh, I always knew who he was, again, from afar. I always liked the way he wrestled. He was tough, and, and you couldn't count him out, and he came back a lot, you know. Um, he's just a very tough dude. I think he was a three-time placer and, of course, a runner-up his senior year. And and then when I met him at Labette, um, I think I said something nicer like, hey, you're the guy that got screwed that uh, cost us the state title. Um, but he remembers it as, uh, you're the fucker who cost us the state title. And I'm pretty sure I didn't say it that way. <laughs> Especially with Mark Gage sitting next to him who is, uh, is still a beast of a man. Quick Mark Gage story. The first time I saw him, um, his senior year, he was a defending state champ, and him and, him and Jeremy were very close. And I knew Mark was the defending state champion, but I hadn't seen him much. I hadn't seen him wrestle much our junior year when he won it. And I remember seeing his name all the time, and, you guys know how I am about names, or maybe some of you do. And uh, I thought Mark Gage was just a badass name. And then I saw Mark Gage signing the bout sheet after he just mauled some poor bastard in the first round of the tournament. And this dude had muscles popping out of his ears. I was like, how is that guy 152 pounds? I mean, anyway, this isn't about you, Mark, but you're a freaking beast, dude. Anyway, they were very good friends, and they were sitting next to each other when I said that to Jeremy, and and we've been friends ever since. Um, we always got along very well, and he's a very loyal friend, and I would go to his house once a year and when I would work in Wichita, and him and his family would feed me, and, and Jeremy and I would talk wrestling, and um, probably bore Tammy to death because she had heard some of the stories so many times, probably. But uh, I loved him, and I will miss him very much. And I'm going back to Wichita is never going to be the same for me because I could always count on seeing my buddy Malloy. And uh, 
I called him Jerry a minute ago, and that's because he and I did this rent-a-wrestler job when we were at Labette together, and we worked for this old man who was the father of the county prosecutor. I don't remember the guy's name, but this old man had this white hair, and he would always wear a painter's hat, and he paid Jeremy and I like eight bucks an hour to paint his son's house, and you know, move things and and but the 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 cool thing was uh, this guy would pay us and he would go and get us McDonald's and he would insist that we sat there and we talked to him while we ate it and if we worked for four hours we only really worked for about one you know we screwed around quite a bit I don't think we ever did finish that house but we made a pretty penny off of it and it was his son's money so he had no problem writing his checks and I think he was just lonely or something I don't know but. Half the time, we'd just go over there and move something for him and end up talking for three hours, and, and he would pay us for it. But he called Jeremy uh, Irish Jerry Malloy. He could never get his name right, and he called me Jim. So for the entirety of our friendship, I would often call him and go, I'd go, how you doing, Jerry? And he'd go, pretty good, Jim. And <laughs> Jeremy was very proud of his... Uh, his family and his name, and I don't think, up until very recently, I think I spell his name incorrectly, Malloy. I always spell it M-O-L-L-O-Y, and it's M-A-L-L-O-Y, and most people do spell it the way I spelled it the entirety of our friendship, but he always gave me shit about it, and, <laughs> you know, and he put a comment on, on, on a post of mine, he shared a post about me coming to Wichita just four days ago, and now he's gone, and... And and life is just fucking hard sometimes. And he left behind two great kids and um, and two great parents and an ex-wife and a ton of friends and and I I, I hurt for all of them and I, I hurt for myself. I hurt for this country, you know. Um, you know, while I'm doing eulogies here, um, I might as well tell you something about my brother and, and what happened to him. It's been a year and a half, and I haven't really talked about it too much to, you know, people outside of my close friends. And, and I've made mention of it on, on a podcast, I think, you know, that they think he killed himself. And he very well may have. But there's also a super crazy girl involved. And, and, uh, in my eyes, a corrupt police department in this little town in Northern California. And my little brother, God rest his soul, was known to pop off to the cops and they didn't like him. So if somebody did murder him, and again, I'm not going to get into all the details of it, but there was a lot of suspicious things that happened with the cops, with the girl, um... And I'm not going to say either one of their names, but and I doubt they are listening to my podcast, but but fuck both of you. <laughs> um, but regardless, my little brother's gone, and uh, you know, I wrote something not too long ago. I say I wrote it, but it's just something I I run sometimes, and... On this run, you know, I, I don't run a lot. I run maybe once a week, so I'm, I sometimes have to 
psych myself up to get through it and talk to myself. And I was running not too long ago, and I'm not trying to be all dramatic or anything or whatever, but I run and I tell myself whatever I have to tell myself, and I talk to myself, and I get myself fired up, and it's old wrestler shit is what it is, you know. Um, But I came up with this thing the other day, and now I say it every time I go running, especially when I'm getting tired. Uh, I was just, I think a lot on those runs and I was thinking about the last couple of years and I came up with this thing and it's not all mine. Some of it I, I took from a thing I was listening to about God. Um, but anyway, it, it I, I tell myself this and if I'm being dramatic, um, so be it. Uh, I, I feel sentimental, so I'm going to say it. This is what I say to myself. I say, it's been a rough couple of years. I've developed chronic headaches. My career has suffered. My little brother either committed suicide or was murdered. I will never know which. Even even if I did, he would still be gone. I have had friends leave me. Friends have left me, rather, who I never thought would leave. But I will not Fuck, I'm ruining it. I'm ruining my own thing. <laughs> I'm thinking too much. You don't think too much, Gaither. You just talk. Just do it, man. Quit worrying so fucking much. Um, but here's the little thing I say to get myself fired up. I say it's been a rough couple of years, and I say this all out loud while I'm running. I don't give a shit who can hear me. It's usually kind of late at night, but whatever. It gets me fired up. I say it's been a rough couple of years. I've developed chronic headaches. My career has suffered. My little brother either committed suicide or was murdered. I will never know which. And even if I did, he would still be gone. Friends I never thought would leave me have left. There are days I am so depressed that I find it hard to breathe. And all I want to do is quit. But I will not quit. I am strong, I am sober, I am talented, I am as tough as a box of fucking nails, and I am a child of God. I will not quit nor while I give in to fear, because God has not given me the spirit of fear, but one of love and of power and of sound mind. I am saved and I will stand my ground. And I might have to say that five or six times in a row, and every time I say it, it fires me up. And I have to start standing my ground. I have, to, I have to continue to say some of the things I was saying months ago before I got derailed and whatever depression, whatever. Um, but I, 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 you know, I, I, sometimes when I talk to people, they're like, yeah, but what can we do? And, and I'm not positive what we can do other than vote out all these criminals but I don't even want to get into that yet because I don't want to divide anyone. I don't want anyone who's listening to this who leans one way to hear me say something and quit listening. And I'm not trying to toot my own horn. I don't think I'm better than anyone or smarter than anyone, but but I have a small platform, so to speak, and when I want to be, I'm 
pretty good about detecting bullshit. And uh, anyway, I'm kind of getting off track, but I have a lot to say about a lot of things and a lot of opinions. And speaking of people who are no longer with us, I was talking about my little brother. Um, He is the one that changed my way of thinking about a lot of things and made me realize a lot of things are not how they seem to be. And he is the one, and I've, I've said some of this stuff on previous podcasts, but it bears repeating. He said to me one day, and I've said this a million times too, I have to remember how I felt when he presented the idea to me that 9-11 was an inside job. I remember him telling me that and getting offended by it and thinking he was an idiot and all those things that so many people feel when they hear someone say that it was an inside job. But if you look into that day and that story and what they told us and come away with the conclusion that what you believed your whole life is still the truth, I think you're lying to yourself. And the reason it's still valid is because once you wrap your brain around the fact that 9-11, at the very least without accusing anybody at this point. But at the very least, the official story of it is so freaking absurd. The Pentagon, absurd. The towers, absurd. Building 7, the third tower, that fell in six seconds into its own footprint, absurd. Absurd. There are 86 cameras trained on the Pentagon at all times, but not one video of a plane hitting the Pentagon. What happened in Shanksville... The footage they showed was like a big hole in the earth and a bunch of, it looked like a bunch of parts scattered around. It was, I know the least about Shanksville, but the Pentagon, an airplane would not go through 16 feet of steel reinforced concrete to hit the very building where $2 trillion, according to Donald Rumsfeld, went missing the day before. It would not, could not happen. Planes cannot do that. I've seen footage of a bird that hit the nose of a plane just right and, and effed up the first the front part of the plane. It would have crumpled like a pop can when it hit those buildings. Those buildings were designed to take that kind of impact. But forget all that. Let's start with Building 7. And I'm sorry if this is redundant to some people, but it needs to be repeated. Building 7 is the third tower that fell on September 11th, and I don't know how many people I've told that to who have no idea, but I'd say it's 90% of them. 90% of the people I talk to, and I talk to a lot of people about 9-11, have never heard of Building 7. The third tower that fell on September 11th, it fell in six seconds into its own footprint, was hit by nothing. Hit by nothing. They say it fell in six seconds into its own footprint, a 47-story steel-reinforced concrete building into its own footprint in six seconds due to office fires. And the owner of the World Trade Center leases, Larry Silverstein, made $4.5 billion that day off the World Trade Center collapses, off the insurance. He's on tape lying about it, saying they decided to implode Building 7, and that's why it fell as quickly as it did into its own footprint, like a professional implosion. But the problem with that lie, and I've said this before, is you cannot implode a building on a day's notice. The guy who made $4.5 billion off it, and again, you can find him saying that, 
He clearly lied about its implosion, and the media never touched that story. And it bothers me that more people don't make the connection as to how that is absurd. Why would the news not talk about the owner of the Lisas who made $4.5 billion clearly lying about it? And then later on, the NIST report is that, wow, the fire was at a structural point, and that's why the... Bullshit. And the reason they've done investigations and come up with the same bullshit story over and over and over and over is because, in my opinion, the government, again, at the very least, had knowledge of it. You can find videos of George Bush being asked by a reporter, someone said you had prior knowledge of 9-11, and you talk about a motherfucker who had got his hand caught in the cookie jar. He was the stumblingest, mumblingest prick you've ever seen in your whole life. And you could tell he was scared to death that someone was going to expose him for 9-11. And you can find that on BitChute somewhere, his response to it, that reporter saying what he said to him and George Bush's response to it. Dick Cheney is an evil piece of shit. So I get so upset about these things because people think it's a left issue or a right issue. It is a very corrupt system, period. There are pieces of shit on the right and pieces of shit on the left. Now these days, there are way more pieces of shit on the left. But they have, a, they have bought off enough people on the right to go along with these batshit crazy people on the left and I didn't vote for Donald Trump the first time, and I sure as hell didn't vote for Hillary Clinton. I voted for, I can't remember his damn name now, um, Gary Johnson. That's who I voted for because I couldn't vote for Trump and I couldn't vote for Clinton. And this last time, I sure as hell voted for Trump. But I'll get into that in a minute. And please don't stop listening because this is about all of us. This, this, this goes so beyond simple politics. If, if the official story of 9-11 is a lie and the media never touched it, what else have they been lying about all these years? And, you know, you, they want to call people conspiracy theorists for believing these kind of things and for thinking they're trying to take away our rights and slowly dismantle our system and turn us into a, you know, not America. They have such a hard time believing that that could ever happen but that's exactly what's been happening now for a very long time. The Fourth Amendment, the illegal right to search and seizure, whatever the correct term is, um, illegal searches and seizures, that's gone out the window with 9-11. And once you, once you realize that <laughs> those steel-reinforced concrete buildings would not fall in 11 seconds apiece when no steel-reinforced concrete building in the history of the world before or since 9-11 has ever fallen due to fire, but three of them did on September 11th, airplane fuel does not get hot enough to burn steel. The only thing that would do what was done that day is something called thermite, military-grade thermite. And to implode the building would have taken weeks, months of them removing structures and putting in the charges at all the right spots. It's painstaking work for a, a average-sized buildings. The Twin Towers were enormous. Go watch them fall at the, in, the, in the speed in which they fall. 
11 seconds apiece. Those buildings turned into powder, and the rubble underneath the World Trade Center burned for up to six weeks to two months. Again, only due, only possible due to thermite. Thermite can burn underwater. That's how hardcore this shit is. The, the airplane fuel did not get hot enough to do it. There's footage of women leaning against the very floor where the planes went in. And you're telling me it was so hot it melted steel, but this woman can lean against the, the window or the wall where, the, where they claim it's so hot? And if you look at the smoke coming out of the towers, it's black, meaning that smoke is, that fire is dying. It is not raging. And if I, if I sound passionate about this and fired up about it, it's because once you realize that the official story of 9-11 is a lie and the media was used to help cover it up, and am I saying Katie Couric knew about 9-11? No, I'm saying those idiots you see reading off teleprompters, that's all they're doing. They are pretty people reading off teleprompters, and they are instructed on what to say. All major media is owned by about five different corporations, which means whatever they want us to know is what we know, and that's it. So if you are still getting your, your news from mainstream media, I am begging you to stop, because I find it is impossible, impossible for you to not be, and I mean this as respectfully as possible, somewhat brainwashed if you are getting your news from the media. They're pretty. They say all the right things. They throw in enough feel-good news stories to make you think they give a shit about you. And then they go, and here's what's going on. And even if you think maybe that's not true, there's a part of you that does. We're conditioned to. We're conditioned to. 9-11 was a lie. COVID was the most overblown shit on the planet. Turns out all we needed to do is protect the vulnerable and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, there are people who have been saying that since the beginning of this. It could have been cured with ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. How the fuck you say that? Hydroxychloroquine. Um, they, they've proven that masks don't work. And, and, and there are people who knew from the beginning that was bullshit. And the only reason more people didn't know it was bullshit is because they were watching mainstream media, which is nothing more than a propaganda arm. That is all mainstream media is. However you feel about Donald Trump, he pointed that shit out because it's true. And I don't love everything Trump does. and I'm not a Trumper and all that bullshit. I, I don't even know what that means, really. But do I support him? Do I think he's... Do I think he loves America with all, for all his faults? Absolutely I do. And if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong and I have no problem admitting it. But I don't think I am. Not about 9-11. Not about the shit I was popping off about COVID. 99.98% survival rate. It doesn't even affect children, yet we got him out here with these fucking masks on. If my brother did kill himself, part of it was because all this shit going on. People who drink went through the roof. People who did drugs went through the roof. People who got beat by their husbands went through the roof. All of that shit over a lie. And you, you can say it's grandiose and crazy to say that they did it to get rid of Trump, but if there's one guy pointing out all the nefarious shit and all the, way they wait, all the ways they waste money on both sides, 
Why wouldn't they want to get rid of him? However, they had to do it. I'm convinced that if that if he gets a second term, he is going to expose the swamp. And people say, "Well, he was supposed. Why didn't he do it already?" It is painstaking. The swamp is deep and wide and dark, and there are a lot of swampy motherfuckers in there. And it takes a long time to get rid of them. Think how much paperwork there is involved when you go to the DMV or how long that takes or government bureaucrat bullshit in general. Think how long it would take to, especially on the down low, because you can't, you can't come out and say it in the media because the media is trained to hate the guy who's shining the light on everything. I hope I'm still making sense. But the media um, was obviously biased about everything concerning Donald Trump. And again, I don't think he's the second coming of Christ. I don't, I don't like some of the things he says. I don't like the fact that he's still bragging about this vaccine, which, if you look into that, has killed a lot of people. And I'm sure it's worked out great for most people, and I'm happy about that. But a lot of people have died from it. A lot of people have had myocarditis and all kinds of shit I won't even get into right now. But what they made us do for two years to have mail-in balloting and uh, all that stuff. And at the very, very, very beginning of this, I was the guy making my wife Clorox all the groceries before she came in and all that. And it didn't take me long to realize, oh, this is bullshit too. They lie so much. Our government, God bless this country and the people in it, but our government is corrupt as hell and has been for a long time. George Bush, George Bush Sr., going all the way back to when uh, Woodrow Wilson, I believe it was, sold us out to the Fed. This country, as good as it is, could be so much better if we didn't have such a corrupt government fucking all of us all day long in every way possible. Oh, we need your money for the Green New Deal. We have to save the world. Bullshit. It's a money grab. It's a money laundering system. Almost everything they tell you, those huge things they pass, all these trillions of dollars and billions of dollars and $70 billion to Ukraine and all that shit, and, we, and we're supposed to believe it's just because we care so much about those people. I would love to tell you that's the case, but I don't think it is. We've sent, what, $100 billion to Ukraine? If we care so much about people, where were we in 1994 when 500,000 Rwandans were hacking each other to death with machetes in a six-month period? We didn't go help them because they had nothing for us. We're so concerned about Ukraine because that is where those filthy fucks, and I'm speaking about a lot of the government, not just the people on the left, they, it's a money laundering system. I trust Vladimir Putin more than I do Joe Biden. Joe Biden is, in my opinion, and from the things I've looked into that mainstream media will never talk about, Joe Biden is the scum of the earth. Before he lost his freaking mind, he was the scum of the earth. And now it's even worse because now he's just a complete puppet. If it's even Joe Biden, Mike Baldwin and I were talking about this today. The guy doesn't look the same in half the pictures. It's like, is that the same dude? His eyes are different. His ears are different. You know? <laughs> anyway, without going down to that rabbit hole. Um, you know, I- I'm fired up because one of my best friends died today. And 
you know, my little brother pointed out something to me a long time ago that changed me. 9-11 changed me. It, 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 once I started seeing all these things and be like, well, I've never, I, I used to be one of those people that, that watched the news and thought, well, it's not on the news, so it's probably bullshit. It's the exact opposite. If you don't see it on the news, it's because they don't want you to know about it. There are alternative ways to get your information these days. Don't watch the news for anything. Well, I only watch the weather. You think you're only watching the weather. <laughs> They'll sneak in little things here and there to make you believe, oh, these guys are all right. They wouldn't lie. Maybe they individually wouldn't, but the shit they're reading off the teleprompter is largely a lie. We have been so brainwashed in this country. People feel so justified in their own beliefs. And, I, and, and I, I'm not trying to be divisive and I, or hate on one side or the other, but there are a lot of people on the left, God bless you, who do not see the freaking truth. You don't even see how brainwashed you are. I had to do a comedy show tonight. And, uh, you know, I did a good job because I'm a professional, but it wasn't easy to be anywhere, you know, with a friend dying today. And, and it was a new room and I'd never been there. And anyway, there was this girl in the green room and a black female and the only reason I bring up that she was a black female was because I heard her talking something about uh, Trump and she said to another comedian before I, I walked out the back not just because their conversation was annoying me but um, because the green room was pretty small and and uh, I like to I like to be able to get some deep breaths and so I went out back but the last thing I heard her say was that's how all Trumpers are and they were being negative. And, uh, and I thought to myself, as a black woman, how do you not understand what you just said, how fucked up it is to say that's how they all are? If I said all black people were a certain way because of an experience I had had, or all women are the same way because of an experience I had had, or all black women are the same because of one experience that I had had, or several experiences that I had had, I would be wrong. I would be so wrong to think that way because there are so many great black people. There are so many great women. There are so many great black women. You know? So it's not fair for me to be like, that's how they all are. Off an experience I'd had or some shit I'd seen on a movie or TV or whatever. That, that doesn't make it right because of your experience. So if you've had experience or you've seen on the news that all Trumpers are this way and you think that way, you're as ignorant as a racist. And if you don't understand that, then, then I don't know what to say to you. I don't know how to make you understand what I'm saying. You know, there are people out there who are the salt of the earth who support Donald Trump. There are millions of minorities who support Donald Trump. Millions of gay people who support Donald Trump. So instead of just deciding that they're all idiots or they're all wrong, why don't you look into why they're saying some of the things they're saying and stop watching the news and stop watching leftist media? Because, and, and I, I can't stress this enough, and I've said it so much, I can't count the number of times I've said it, but I hope that I'm wrong because if I'm not and this administration continues to do what they're doing to push forward the New World Order or the World Economic Forum and all that shit, 
where it's not going to turn out for most of us, left or right, black or white, gay or straight, we are all going to be going, what the fuck happened? If we don't unite, stop listening to the media, realize that Joe Biden is bought and paid for, that a lot of people in his administration are bought and paid for, and again, if I'm wrong about Trump, fine. But Obama's done things that merit his uh, his private residence and his homes or the whatever to be raided. Clinton has done things to be raided. George Bush has done things that merit raiding. Um, most of these fucks, Nancy Pelosi, you know, I'm not going to get into January 6th, but Trump tried to get them to bring in 10,000 National Guard before January 6th, and they wouldn't do it. They have to be the ones to sign off on it, and they wouldn't do it. Why? Why? He made a huge speech about how go home and be peaceful, and I know you're upset, but you have to do it, and you have to do it in peace, and we have to respect the rule of law. There's a giant speech he made, and people have just largely ignored that. And and the, the capital breach compared to the year of rioting with $2 billion worth of damage and dozens of murders, innocent people murdered. The one that sticks out in my mind is that, that, uh, that cop, David Dorn, and a 76-year-old retired police chief or something, went down to help his friend's store. They Facebook-lived it. Somebody shot him in the back of the head or whatever. I mean, without getting into all of it, 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 it's just, it, it's disgusting the shit that people are still buying. And if you think I'm living in the past because of talking about 9-11 or wondering, well, what are we going to do about it? I don't know what we do about it. The government is never going to investigate itself. I know that. Not unless you got a guy like Trump in there with nothing to lose and a term where he doesn't have to worry about re-election. But that guy did a lot of positive things for this country. And... If I'm wrong about him, I'm wrong. But I hope he can still run. I hope he becomes the president. I hope there's a red wave. And not only red wave, but that there are people who take the place of all these other dicks, the corrupt Republicans as well. I pray they're all removed and put and replaced with good people. That's why Trump is endorsing certain people. He's trying to put all the pieces of the puzzle together. To get rid of all the corruption. And if I'm wrong about that, then I'm wrong. But that's what I'm rolling with. That's what I've been rolling with for a a, a minute now. Because I see all this shit and all this reckless spending and all this crazy shit. Um, Afghanistan, what happened over there. That was a travesty. Hunter Biden, all the shit that's on his laptop. It's disgusting, and not just him banging hookers and doing crack. I'm talking about all the proof that Joe Biden did nefarious shit while he was the vice president and beyond. They are completely corrupt. Joe Biden is a terrible person. It drives me insane when people think that Trump is the, 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 the they've taken the moral high ground by voting for Joe Biden. Joe Biden is a scumbag. He's a scumbag, and if you voted for him, I get it. I get it because you believed 
you were doing the right thing for your friends and the people of this country and whatever, whatever you believed. I'm sure your heart was in the right place. But I think you were wrong. And if I'm wrong, I will admit it. And again, I hope that I am about a lot of things. But I don't think I am. (laughs) 40 is kind of my lucky number. I'm at 40 minutes and 38 seconds, and I want to wrap this up. I hope people understand where I'm coming from. And can we all come together? Black, white, Democrat, gay, straight. I don't give a shit about any of that stuff, and I don't think most of Americans do. I love all of you. I hope you heard this the right way, but if you didn't, it's not my problem. I love you. Take care. God bless.